Welcome to ING's Think Aloud, where we try to make sense of the world in the most unbanky way we can. In today's episode... Now, as we see light at the end of the tunnel, we must at all costs avoid the temptation to slacken our results. It is true that the arrival of several vaccines is a very welcome sign, but at the risk of being seen as a killjoy, I want to urge caution, even in this general optimistic environment. OPEC Plus Chairman Prince Abdulaziz bin Salman said while the oil market has bounced back with a vengeance, there's still no room for complacency. Hopes for a vaccine, coupled with a production cut from Saudi Arabia, have lifted the price of Brent about 7% since the start of the year, adding to a 25% surge in the last three months of 2020. But with many economies still in full lockdown, demand for oil is expected to be weak over the next few months, while higher prices could encourage some producers to pump more than agreed. So are the gains justified, or has the rally gone too far? And how will the rest of the commodity complex perform this year? I'm Rebecca Byrne, and today I'm joined by Warren Patterson, ING's Head of Commodity Strategy in Singapore, to find out. Warren, although there's been some good news for oil markets, many economies are in lockdown, similar to those that we saw last spring. So presumably demand for oil is going to be pretty weak for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think that is a big uncertainty for the market over over the next few months. And clearly, a wave of new lockdowns along with with quarantine restrictions for travelers does mean that oil demand is likely to remain under pressure for some time more. We're certainly not seeing demand hitting the lows that we saw back in April last year, uh, which was basically the peak lockdown period. I mean, if we look back uh, then, oil demand was down by more than 20 million barrels a day year on year. Um, At the moment, it's estimated uh, that oil demand is down by around 7.5 million barrels a day from January 2019 levels. Looking forward, we should continue to see demand creeping higher over the course of the year, assuming we don't get, obviously, any, any nasty surprises. But it's the second half of this year where I think we should see a stronger rebound in oil demand. And that's largely due to the expectation that as vaccinations become available to a larger you know, larger parts of the population, that demand will make a quicker rebound. For 2021, we are expecting oil demand to grow by more than 6 million barrels a day year on year. But that still leaves it, you know, still leaves it below 2019 levels after the 10 million barrel day demand hit we saw in 2020. Right. Well, the market is certainly very optimistic. There's been a significant rally in the past few months. Obviously, the vaccine news and the Saudi oil cut have been very helpful. But has the rally gone too far? We remain constructive uh, on oil in the, in the medium to long term. The, the expected demand recovery, along with continued supply cuts, should tighten the market. And, and that's why we're expecting Brent to average $60 a barrel in the fourth quarter and then $65 in 2022. However, in the near term, I think there is some downside risk. The market has done a lot in quite a short period of time. Yes, there have been a number of constructive developments recently. The additional Saudi cuts were a big surprise to the market and should help to ensure the market continues to draw down inventories. However, the big uncertainty I mentioned earlier is how demand will evolve over the next several months. A large part of the rally in the market is around vaccine optimism. But let's be honest, we're still very early on in the rolling out of vaccines. So it will be several months at least until we have seen a wider rollout, which would lead us to return to some form of normality. Uh, Right now, vaccines are having little impact on demand. uh, And until we see a larger portion of the population vaccinated, 
there's still the very real risk that we see further waves of COVID-19 and as a result, further potential lockdowns. Given that prices have run up so much, is there also a risk that other OPEC members start to get a bit frustrated that the likes of Russia are increasing output while they're keeping output unchanged and also that US shale producers ramp up production as well? Yeah, I think it's safe to say that the longer the deal goes on, the more likely we will see some members becoming frustrated. Uh, And so we could start to see individual compliance slipping, particularly in the stronger price environment. The fact that Russia and Kazakhstan were were allowed to ease output cuts over February and March will frustrate some producers within the group. So again, increasing the chances that they start to let compliance slip. And then the fact that Saudi Arabia is making significant additional cuts in the next two months does also give some room to other members to produce above their agreed quota. In terms of US production, I don't think OPEC Plus was too worried for much of last year. The price environment was just too weak to to motivate US producers to increase drilling activity. However, prices have now moved up to levels where we will see a pickup in drilling activity, which means that US oil production should start to make a comeback later this year uh, and into 2022. We've already seen the US rig count bottom, uh, and for several weeks now, the count has increased consistently. Although, admittedly, we, we are still some way off from the, the counts we saw prior to COVID-19. Now, we're not going to go back to pre-COVID-19 production levels anytime soon for the US, but it will return to growth. And that will cause some frustration to OPEC+, Plus, uh, with market share becoming an issue once again. And that might make it more challenging for OPEC+, Plus to agree on any further potential cuts down the road. Right. On Wednesday, Biden, as you know, takes over as president of the US. Does that increase the likelihood of sanctions on Iran being lifted in the near future? Is that another risk for oil markets? Yeah, I mean, Iranian barrels coming back to the market is a clear downside risk. And the likelihood of this happening under a Biden administration is greater compared to obviously Trump. However, saying that, I do think it's looking less likely than it was several months ago. And the reason for this is that we have seen Iran in recent weeks increasing its uranium enrichment activity. So this means that Biden may be less willing to lift those sanctions. But you know, if we were to see the US rejoining the nuclear deal and sanctions lifted, this does mean that the, there's potential for anywhere between one and a half to two million barrels a day um, of supply returning to the market. Now, our view is that if this happens, it wouldn't be anytime soon. I mean, just from an operational point of view, this is something that will take some time. It's not just a flipping of a switch. Um, So probably more something for late 2021 uh, and into 2022 if we do see sanctions lifted down the road. What does the new administration mean for the rest of the commodity complex? Presumably, Biden will take a different stance to Trump in terms of tariffs and trade. Yeah, I think a Biden administration would take a less protectionist stance uh, than than the Trump administration has. And so there should be less trade friction over the next four years. And as a result of that, you could take a more constructive view on the outlook for commodities. Meanwhile, you know, we are set to see more stimulus coming through from Biden and with infrastructure investment included in that plan. So this should be constructive for commodities demand down the road. Uh, Meanwhile, further stimulus should also mean a weaker US dollar, which should again be supportive for for the commodities complex. So you're quite optimistic about the outlook for commodities in general this year. 
What else is driving that optimism and, and which commodities do you think will be the best performers? So, so there's several reasons behind this view. I mean, firstly, we are in a weaker dollar environment, uh, which is supportive for the commodities complex. Uh, and our FX team continue to believe uh, that we will see further weakness in the dollar as we move through the year. So it should continue to offer a helping hand to commodities. Then there are growing infl inflation expectations, given the very loose monetary policy that we have seen from central banks around the world. Uh, and as a result of this, investors are keen to increase their exposure to the commodities complex. And clearly, we have already seen signs of this so far this year. You know, no matter where you look across the complex, we are seeing speculative buying, be it energy, metals, or agri. Then when you throw in the assumption that we will see a recovery in the global economy this year, it only makes commodities more, a more attractive asset uh, class for investors. Uh, fundamentals are also looking better this year, and that's based on the fact that you know, we will see a recovery in demand for most commodities. Saying that, though, I do think we will need to keep an eye on Chinese demand. We saw strong imports in 2020. And if we were to see a pullback in this for some reason in the year ahead, it could start to get some in the market a little bit nervous. In terms of where we are, what we're most bullish on, I think we have to take into account that metals and agri have seen quite a strong rally already. Uh, you know, that's been driven by the post-COVID recovery we, we saw in China. So I think the upside for, for metals and agri is a little bit more limited. Oil, we, we're pretty bullish on, but it's refined products where we could see quite a bit more upside as they should all benefit not just from stronger oil prices, but they're also going to benefit from the expectation that refined product cracks should widen as we see fuel demand recovering. So we see most upside in products like diesel and gasoline. What about um, gold? Because gold hit a record high last year, which makes sense given all the uncertainty about COVID, but it has pulled back a bit since then with investors moving into riskier assets. Is the shine going to come off gold this year or is there room for more gains there? Yeah, I think the vaccine news has given investors another push towards risk assets and that obviously has weighed on gold. And more recently, we have started to see U.S. Treasury yields rising. And again, that is a move which is not great for gold, with it obviously increasing the opportunity cost of holding gold. However, saying that, we still hold a, a constructive view uh, and do believe that it could revisit the highs from last year. Rising inflation expectations does make gold still fairly attractive, while obviously the view that we will see a weaker dollar uh, only provides further support as we move through the year. Okay, Warren Patterson, Head of Commodity Strategy. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. This podcast has been prepared by ING solely for information purposes, irrespective of a particular user's means, financial situation or investment objective. The information does not constitute investment recommendation, nor is it investment, legal or tax advice or an offer of solicitation to purchase or sell any financial instrument. Read more at think.ing.com slash content dash disclaimer.